Hello and welcome to the Commander's Quarters. I'm your host, Mitch. Glad to have you here. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about Commander on a budget. Today, we have an episode of Commander's Two Cents. On episodes like these, I give you my own personal take on topics about the format in general and current news. This show and episodes like this one are possible thanks to viewers like you. If you're looking for an easy way to help support this show, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. Also, hit that bell notification icon so you don't miss any new episodes. And while you're at it, subscribe and review our podcast as well. You can also go check out our playmats and other merchandise at thecommandersquarters.com. Another easy way to support this show is with our TCG Player affiliate links. So whether you're buying a deck or individual cards, you can use this general link right here or one in the description. And the final way that you can support this show is by supporting us directly by becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, and I truly couldn't do this without all their support. Hey everyone, Mitch coming in from the Commander's Quarter Studio, and today's topic is going to be a fun one. It's going to be the most difficult alternative win conditions in Commander. So, not all alternative win cards are obviously made to be on the same level as each other. There are certain ones that are difficult, and there are certain ones that are pretty easy to pull off and you might see more often. But today we're going to tackle the tough ones, or at least in my opinion, the tough ones. So yeah, disclaimer, uh, this is all my opinion. Obviously, there's no you know actual ranking out there of this one is obviously the most difficult, or this one's the easiest. It's going to change from person to person on what people decide is easy and not easy so these are just my picks for the most difficult ones and yeah they might just be kind of a challenge for you to pull off if you know that's your thing if that's what you'd like to do with your deck so let's jump into it first i want to make uh, a quick note i'm not bringing up ones today or at least i won't be going through in further detail ones that are currently impossible in commander like battle of wits since you can't have more than 100 cards in your deck battle of wits does not work and you know you cannot have a sideboard to get extra cards from with wishes and stuff like that. That's also not allowed uh, in uh, according to the actual rules of Commander. So we'll just stick with that. Uh, Hedron Alignment is another one that will not work either because you need basically four copies or at least three copies of Hedron Alignment uh, to actually make it work. Again, not going to get really too into the weeds there. Um, also not going to tackle the abandoned Commander uh, cards like Coalition Victory or uh, any of the uncards like As Luck would have it. Those are not going to be in consideration for most difficult ones to pull off. So with that out of the way, let's jump into my first pick. And these are in no particular order, except for the last one, I think is probably the most difficult. So let's just stick with that. The rest of these are kind of very difficult to pull off kind of in their own right. And the first one's going to be Mechanized Production. Mechanized Production is an aura that says Enchant Artifact you control. It costs two blue blue. It says at the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of Enchanted Artifact. Then if you control eight or more artifacts with the same name as one another, you win the game. So on its face, this can be pretty difficult to pull off. Even if you're just if you're just enchanting, you know, an artifact on the field. Let's say you've got, you know, a, a mana rock out there and you enchant it, and then you keep getting, you know, you've got to wait how many turns? She's seven turns essentially to get a copy and then another copy and another copy. Maybe you've got some other spells that can copy. Um, it might be a little bit easier if you use something like Mishra's Self-Replicator, uh, basically that can copy itself. So if you get this on your Mishra's Self-Replicator and you've already got other copies on the board of it, cool, you can do that. Um, the thing about alternative win conditions that makes them difficult, uh, at least some of them, is when they say at the beginning of your upkeep, and that's kind of when it happens, because you've got to kind of protect your position and protect the alternative win con that other people see coming until your next turn, essentially, unless you've got a way to flash it in or whatnot. Um, another way... Uh, that, that this can really work, uh, that you can actually kind of make it a bit easier for yourself, though, is tokens. So something like a Psy Master Thopterus that makes a ton of Thopter tokens. Uh, you can just get a, you know, eight Thopters out there, put this on there, and then wait, essentially, and then you can win from there. 
Uh, treasure tokens might be another way to go about it. So something like a spell swindle, which can give you a ton of tokens when you counter something. And you've got other ways to make treasures too. So that is probably the easiest direction to pull this off if you're going to try to win with mechanized production. Winning through creating artifact tokens, uh, again, there are ways to do it outside of that, but they might be a little more difficult. Um, so yeah, that's my the first one I'm going to bring up. Another one, which is uh, kind of similar, but but not, is going to be Hellkite Tyrant. Hellkite Tyrant is a 6-5 dragon with flying and trample that costs 4 red red, so 6 mana in total. When it deals combat damage to a player, gain control of all artifacts that player controls at the beginning of your upkeep. If you control 20 more artifacts, you win the game. So kind of just, if you're not planning around this card, really, if you just put it in your deck and expect to be able to win from it, it probably won't happen uh, if you're just, you know, saying, okay, I'm just going to steal all my opponent's artifacts. Most decks aren't just heavily artifact specific. Yeah, you'll steal some mana rocks here and there, but you're not going to be stealing, you know, 10 artifacts at a time for the most part, unless you know you, you know your playgroup and there, you know, there's that one player who plays a ton of artifacts if they got their drawer deck and just have a ton of artifacts, you know, you can steal all those and maybe win from there. So you do need to obviously build around this one to make it work. Again, I think the easiest route is probably treasure tokens, uh, something along those lines. Uh, basically like a Dockside Extortionist, which is a pretty expensive card, but something like that uh, could really obviously help you out. Essentially just gives you an, a treasure for each artifact that your opponents control. So that's going to basically essentially double up the number of artifacts that are on the board, not including your side. It gives you a ton just to kind of start with. You can also use something like a Relentless Assault to give yourself an extra combat step to get your Hellkite Tyrant uh, hitting another player, stealing all their artifacts as well to kind of speed up the clock on this. Uh, you can also try to get artifacts if you've got a heavy artifact deck with this one, which you probably have. Uh, you want to get a ton of artifacts in play quickly so that you can just get this 20, uh, get to that 20 uh, artifact amount, essentially. So something like a Sahili's Directive, which is kind of like a Genesis wave, but for artifacts off the top of your library. So you generate a lot of mana, you cast it for a ton, you get a lot of artifacts in play, and then you still have to protect your position, though. I think this one might be, I don't know if it's more difficult than mechanized production, but it is pretty difficult. And part of that is actually because the win condition comes on a creature, and creatures are the easiest things to deal with. So you have to protect your Hellkite Tyrant kind of this entire time to make sure that that actually happens. Again, it does give you advantages by stealing things, but yeah, it's uh, it's not the easiest thing in my opinion. Um, next up, we got another red card with Chance Encounter. Chance Encounter is an enchantment that costs two red red. It says whenever you win a coin flip, put a luck counter on Chance Encounter. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, if Chance Encounter has 10 or more luck counters on it, you win the game. So this is a very specific alternative win condition because you really need to have a lot of coin flip cards in your deck, uh, which aren't always the most powerful things. And a lot of them are kind of just individual coin flips. So like you can get one coin flip maybe and you might win that one. So like a Chaotic Strike, uh, which basically yeah, you flip a coin and that creature gets plus one plus one if, if you want a coin flip. So basically you're kind of Hoping that you win that flip, you got a 50-50 shot of it, unless you got something else in play that can kind of help you re-flip or, or whatnot. Uh, but basically, you need to make sure that you keep winning coin flips. There are cards that obviously can flip more than one coin in a turn, like a Fighting Chance. It says for each blocking creature, flip a coin. If you win the flip, that creature deals no combat damage this turn. So basically, you don't really care too much about that combat damage, probably. You're just trying to win as many coin flips as you can. Again, Chance Encounter, you need 10 at your upkeep in order to win. Um, but basically... You're just trying to keep flipping, flipping, flipping. You probably need a really heavy focus on a lot of coin flips. And people are going to see this coming because obviously uh, if you got this in play, they're like, okay, they're probably going to try to flip some coins. And I'm probably going to have to deal with Chance Encounter at some point once it gets up there. Uh, another way to kind of speed up the clock, though, on your opponents is going to be something like a Contagion Engine, which has pay four and tap it, proliferate, then proliferate again. 
So essentially just utilizing those uh, chance, uh, those luck counters that are on chance encounter, and then putting more and more on quicker without having to actually win coin flips. Again, once you just get one, uh, one counter on that, you can just proliferate that same counter. You just need one to start, and then you can keep going and going and going. Again, this one does, you know, you does require some luck potentially to pull off, and it could take a while. So that's why this one I think is pretty difficult, but definitely doable. Uh, next up is Near Death Experience. Near, Near Death Experience is an enchantment that costs two white, white, white. So at the beginning of your upkeep, if you've got exactly one life, you win the game. So this one is, I mean, it's not, it's not incredibly difficult to pull off. It's just, it's also very risky. Is kind of an also an, another factor that kind of comes into this one a little bit, where you can get down to one life, but you have to kind of hold it there, especially because again you have to wait until your upkeep happens for this to happen. And if someone destroys this, then you're just kind of out of luck and you're just at one life and very, very, very vulnerable to dying. Uh, something like an Angel's uh, Angel of Grace. Uh, I was going to say Angel's Grace, which is a pretty expensive card, but I'll bring up a budget version of that with Angel of Grace. Uh, when it enters the battlefield until end of turn, damage that reduce your life total to less than one life reduces it to one instead. So basically you can say, okay, I've gotten your death experience out. One of my opponents is going to try to kill me. I cast this and I stop myself from dying. So that could be a way to do it. Uh, perhaps an easier way to do it, though, is a life control card, like a mischievous poltergeist, which has pay one life, regenerate it. So essentially, you can just keep paying this over and over again to set your life total down to one. You can do this at instant speed uh, right before your upkeep trigger happens. So basically, you're kind of setting it there and hoping that someone doesn't just lightning bolt you or whatnot. Again, because there is that kind of high risk, high reward uh, I either win or I lose because of this card. So yeah, there are ways to do it, obviously. It's just a very risky card. I think there are probably ones on this list that are harder to actually pull off, potentially. But this one is kind of a, you really, you're going all in on this. And if you don't get it, you're probably going to lose. So uh, next up, we've got Azor's Electors. Or Electors. Uh, it's a 3-5 human advisor that costs 3 Azorius Azorius. Since the beginning of your upkeep, put a filibuster counter on Azor's Electors. Then if Azor's Electors, Electors, I'm saying that name completely wrong, I'm sorry, probably, yeah. uh, has five or more filibuster counters on it, you win the game. Whenever a source deals damage to you, remove a filibuster counter from it. So essentially, you're trying to prevent your opponents from hitting you with anything, and you're trying to get those filibuster counters on this. Again, that first one is crucial to get on it, because after you get that, then you can do other things to it. Uh, but you're going to try to prevent your damage, you know, through mostly combat, I would assume. Uh, depending, on, depending on the meta, obviously, there might be someone with a ping deck. There might be someone with, you know, a perforos deck that's going to be different. But something like a ghostly prison can help you out for most circumstances. Creatures can't attack you unless their controller pays two for each creature that controls attacking you. So basically, you're just going to sit there and you're going to pelleport up and you're going to say, okay, hopefully no one hits me. I've got other things to stop players from hitting me. I've got ways to prevent damage, potentially. Something like a Solitary Confinement could come in really handy for this. Uh, basically, at the beginning of your upkeep, you sacrifice it unless you discard a card from your hand. You skip your draw step. You can't be the target of cells or abilities. And you prevent all damage that we be dealt to you. So obviously, preventing all damage dealt to you is huge for this. So basically, you're just like sitting back and hoping to continue to do this. Again, if you're just doing this without any kind of other effects, you need to wait five full turns around the table and that's a lot of chances your opponents have to either get rid of azores allocators or to deal damage to you in some manner um you obviously want to once you get that first filibuster counter on though proliferate 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 to kind of make it a lot quicker of a clock so an extra tide says whenever you cast a spell proliferate so that can really help with this there are other cards in blue especially that can help proliferate so you can really kind of take advantage of that again i think the difficulty in azores allocators 
is also kind of like Hellkite Tyrant, that this is a creature and creatures are pretty easy to deal with. So you're kind of really going all in on this strategy that's based around a creature and it could be difficult to pull off if you can't protect it. So yeah, I mean, it, it is doable, but it is difficult in my opinion. But now let's move on to our next one, which many people have kind of been equating to like a coalition victory. Uh, but again, coalition victory is banned in commander, but this one is not. Uh, because there are some more stipulations, this one is a bit more difficult to pull off. A lot more difficult to pull off. It's Happily Ever After. Happily Ever After is an enchantment that costs two and a white. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, each player gains five life and draws a card. At the beginning of your upkeep, if there are five colors among permanents you control, there are six or more card types among permanents you control and or cards in your graveyard, and your life toll is greater than or equal to your starting life toll, you win the game. So this one does have a lot of stipulations on it, like a lot of requirements. And then also, again, it's an upkeep trigger. So basically, you've got to wait until your upkeep and hope that you've got all these things still intact. Even if you've got it intact on your turn, you know, if you pass uh, around, your opponents are going to have time to interact. They're going to have time to try to stop you. They're going to have time. They, they can do one of many things. Again, you need to basically hit three different requirements in order for this to actually work. So there's a lot of things they can do to stop you. That first requirement, you can usually just meet that with your commander. If you've got a five-color commander, obviously, if you plan on doing this uh, in a non-five-color deck, you probably have a, a bit of a tougher time to actually pull this off. But you could do something like a Transguild Courier, which is all colors. So you could do it in that way. Um, if you've got... Uh, the, the second requirement to meet that one is a bit tougher, in my opinion. Um, yes, you could fill the board uh, with all different kinds of permanents. And you could cast instant sorceries to get those in your graveyard. But the easiest way is probably just to fill your graveyard. So something like a morality shift, which exchanges your graveyard and your library, could just basically do that for you. As long as you've got the required cards in your in your library, you're just basically just saying, okay, all these go here, all these go there. And then that just kind of auto-fills that requirement for you. You do need to protect your graveyard then, though, so keep that in mind. Uh, but then the last part, again, you also need to have your life total greater than or equal to your starting life total, which, again, is not always the easiest thing, especially when you put this thing on the board and players are going to have a, uh, there's going to be a target on your back if you're kind of close to meeting these requirements. So something like, you know, Ketra's Last Mercy or something like that could just get your life total back up to your starting life total. And then, yeah, your land's not on tap, but again, you're not planning on not having an, an extra, uh, you're not having a, that extra turn afterwards. You're just planning on the game ending there. So you still need ways to protect yourself, though, in that in-between and make sure that your life total doesn't change. But yeah, there are ways to do this one. I do think that there just are a lot of different requirements, and that way this one is that's why this one is pretty difficult to pull off. I again I don't know if it's the most difficult, but it is it's definitely up there. Next up we've got Celestial Convergence, another white enchantment that costs two white white. It comes into play with seven omen counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove an omen counter from it. If there are no omen counters on it, the player with the highest highest life total wins the game. If two or more players are tied for the highest life total, the game is a draw. So this one is probably difficult because the amount of time that you would have to kind of wait around to make sure that this one actually happens. Seven turns in Commander is a lot, especially with four players. So players are going to see this coming, obviously, from a mile away. So even if you've got something like a Boon Reflection in play, which basically doubles the amount of life that you gain, so you can keep gaining and gaining and gaining and gaining, players are still going to have a target on your back to take you out and take you down. And again, this could actually just be a win condition for another player at a certain point if they've got more life than you. So basically, yeah, it can be tough to pull off. You could have something like an Axis of Mortality to essentially ensure that you always will finish with the highest life total, basically. So Axis of Mortality says at the end of your upkeep, you may have two target players exchange life totals. So basically, if someone's higher uh, has a higher life total than you, you just say, okay, I'll take your life total and you take mine. And then this upkeep trigger will happen. And then I'll just win the game with Celestial Convergence. So that's another way to do it. 
the easiest way to do this one and probably the most necessary way to go about it, uh, it for a, a realistic way to actually win is probably with something like Vampire Hexmage, uh, which you can sacrifice to remove all counters from target permanent. So basically, instead of just waiting around for Celestial Convergence to lose all its counters on its own, you're saying, okay, I've got the most life right now. Let's just remove it and then, or at the upkeep, and then basically it's gone. And then you just win from there. So that's probably the way to go about it. There are other cards that, not too many, but there are some other cards that remove counters from permanence. So that would probably be what I would focus on if I was building a Celestial Convergence deck. But now we're getting to the, in my opinion, again, all these are, are tough, but they are not the toughest. The toughest one, in my opinion, and again, this is just my opinion, but it is Baron Glory. Baron Glory is an enchantment that costs four white, white. And it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control no permanence other than Baron Glory and have no cards in your hand, you win the game. So I definitely talked about how, uh, which one was it? Um, uh, Near-Death Experience is a very high-risk, high-reward card. Well, this one is too, because basically... If you lose this, then yeah, you're just you're just done. I mean, if you if you go for it, you've got nothing in your hand, nothing in your uh, nothing in play, and then this goes away and someone you know takes it out or whatnot. You just you just lose. You've got nothing. You're you're not coming back from that. Um, there and again, also you just kind of have to get to that point where you can actually set this up to win because you can't control any permits and your hand has to be gone. So this is the only thing that you have essentially outside of a graveyard or exile, basically. But yeah, this is. This is it. So you need to actually set yourself up to do this. There are some ways to do it. Uh, one way might be if you have repro if you cast Reprocess, which says sacrifice any number of artifacts, creatures, and or lands. Draw a card for each permanent sacrifice this way. So this one, you can just get rid of all your lands, artifacts, and and, uh, and creatures. Uh, you can't have any other, any other enchantments in play other than your near or your bear your barren glory. Uh, but you can basically sacrifice everything else. Again, this does draw you a ton of cards, though. So you're going to have to find a way to ditch those, and you're probably going to have to have a card like one or one with nothing, which allows you to discard your hand. So essentially, you're just, yeah, you're running cards that probably aren't too optimal because you just really want to make sure you can discard your hand. But if you're building around this card, you need to make a lot of, you need to make a lot of things happen in order to make it work. Uh, maybe an easier way uh, with this one is going to be something like Oblivion Ring. Oblivion Ring, when it enters the battlefield, you exile another target, not only permanent. Uh, and then basically, when it leaves the battlefield, that card comes back. So you cast Oblivion Ring on your Baron Glory. Your Baron Glory goes away. It's an exile. And once Oblivion Ring leaves, then it comes back into play. Uh, with that, then you can cast something like Apocalypse, which basically just exiles all permanents from the game, and you discard your hand. So that's kind of a perfect combination for this. Uh, essentially, you're going to be getting rid of everything, including your opponent's things and your hand. And then uh, your Baron Glory is going to come back in because Oblivion Ring is going to go away. And then you're going to wait until your upkeep, and hopefully you can, hopefully it'll stay around for then. So again, there are things that your opponents can do to get rid of that, and then you just be out of luck. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a high-risk, high-reward play. Uh, again, it's pretty difficult to pull off, and in my opinion, it is the most difficult alternative win condition out there. But yeah, I think that's, that's the entire list for today. So in the comments below, let me know what you think, though. Uh, were there any alternative win conditions that you think are more difficult that I did not include in this list, or just let me know what your favorite alternative win conditions are. So yeah, that's all I've got for today. So thanks again, and have a good one. And make sure you're following us on social media for more updates and sneak peeks on future episodes. 
Again, a huge thank you to my patrons who help make this show possible. I truly couldn't do any of this without your support. If you want to support this channel directly, consider becoming a patron. There are many benefits to being a patron, including being able to vote on future commanders for deck tacks. There are even tiers where you get your own personalized deck tech dedicated to you. You can check out all the Patreon tiers and rewards at patreon.com slash commandersquarters. If you haven't already, make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. Here at the Commander's Quarters, we're all about budget commander. So while you're at it, go ahead and check out some of our other types of episodes. And with that, I'm out of here. Thanks again and have a good one.